I mean, I'm not trying to judge people, I'm trying to judge their bad ideas. Hello, and welcome to Good Bad Show. I'm Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast where sometimes I decide to nerd out, and sometimes I decide to rant out. Which one is it going to be today? Tonight, Matt, are we going to rant out? Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Are you going to, do you genuinely believe this thing, or are you just going to devil's advocate me again? No, no, no. I rant about bad things, and I nerd out about good things. So... When I'm playing devil's advocate, I'm nerding out because it's a thing I'm saying is good when people don't think it's good. Okay. Tonight, Matt, I would like to discuss the coolest. The cool, there, is there something that comes after that? I was expecting the coolest no, what? No, just the coolest, Matt. I'm talking about the coolest, the cooler project from Kickstarter a couple years ago. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I was so waiting for a noun for you to be finished. You're like, the longest drum roll of all time. The coolest? What, Andy? The coolest (laughs) what? Tell me. I'm waiting. I can't wait. This is one of those moments where you have to actually leave that big empty space in the thing. No cutting that down to nothing. You got to leave that in there for dramatic effect. (laughs) Uh, No, we're talking about the coolest. That is the noun. And it is the name of a cooler that started as a project on Kickstarter that is now a real product in the world you can buy on Amazon and have in your life. Uh, And it's a project that at the time that it was run i believe it was the most popular project in all of kickstarter history i is think this the one where it's essentially homer simpson's car is yes this, am i thinking of the right thing you're thinking okay. of exactly the right thing matt uh, okay. for those of you who don't get the reference uh <laughs> this cooler has just about every doodad on it you could imagine it's got a battery powered blender it's got a bluetooth speaker it's got a usb charger it's got lights on the inside of it, so you don't have to fumble around in your cooler at night, as if that's not one of the most fun things to do when you're camping. Uh, it's got special wheels. It's got a tie-down strap. Uh, it's got some other stuff on it, too. I can't possibly be expected to remember all the things, because this cooler is blinged out. Suffice yeah. it to say, for the purposes of this critique, you need not know all the features of the coolest. All you need know is that they are numerous. There are many well, for- coolest features. For anyone who might follow me on Twitter, it's very similar to my jacket. Yes, it's very similar to, to your jacket. And also similar, frankly, to lots of successful projects on Kickstarter, which is maybe a conversation for another time. Here's a jacket. It's got a phone charger in it. Does it have a blender? It's got a blender Does in it. Does it have lights on the inside so you don't have to fumble around your pockets? It's made of both space-age material and canvas. It has a water pouch. Does it have a tie-down rack on it so it can carry other things? Of course it does. I could actually envision a jacket that had almost all the features of the cooler. I guess the real exception is the blender. You really wouldn't have a blender on a jacket. But speakers? I mean, I could totally see someone with a Kickstarter jacket with speakers. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there is definitely at least one Kickstarter project that is a jacket with speakers in it. Yep. No way. There's no way it's not a thing. That's definitely positively a thing. So here we have a blinged out, super fancy cooler called The Coolest. Uh, It was one of the most successful projects in Kickstarter history, which Matt would lead you to believe that this must be a good cooler, right? Otherwise, why would all those people give this man their money for the cooler? For the same reason that uh, for the same reason that the UK left the European Union, people just don't understand what they're doing with their vote. Oh, we cannot go down. (laughs) We cannot go down that road, Matt. That is a slippery slope. I got a lot of feelings about that. People don't understand how to vote with their money, and they definitely don't understand how to vote with their vote. All right, new episode. You know what's good? The European Union is good. (laughs) That's a thing that we like, how the countries all agreed that we should be together on things. That was nice. It is exactly the same thing, though, Matt. Like, it's it's not a, it's not, it's a very true thing you said. It's totally the same. I mean, this is, this is a horse that I realize, if you listen to every episode of this show, I think I've really ridden this horse into the ground. 
which is not the saying. I think you beat the dead horse and you ride something else. You, you, rode, you rode the horse into the ground. It died. You beat it. <laughs> kept and then you continued to beat it. <laughs> and the horse that I'm continuing to ride into the ground and beat to death is that something being popular does not make it good. And this is one of my prime examples that I have nestled in my little brain when I need to remind myself of this fact. Because this falls prey to something that a lot of Kickstarter products are starting to demonstrate, and that has a long history in the world of as seen on TV, right? Before we had Kickstarter, the place that you bought stuff that had weird accessories and weird features you wouldn't expect was on like the home shopping network, right? When someone would bring out their fancy product. Um, Mostly, honestly, I assume because if you were a random person that designed a product, it was probably much easier to talk to just the people that run the home shopping network and get it on there than it was to like get it in stores physically somewhere. Uh, I imagine it's probably a much easier avenue. I would suspect that's probably why you see those things there more often than in stores. But Well, I've, th- there's, the, uh, there's the built-in and there's more pitch. As long as there's more stuff, you can keep talking and talking and talking. You fill up a half hour. What else is there to say about a knife? That's true. And you know what else? I bet it's also helped by the fact that you can't physically hold the piece of crap in your hands and realize how crappy it is when it's on the television. Right. The things sure. look good on camera. Not necessarily going to feel right in your hands so this is a this is an established thing right that you can sell people on features of something when the thing's not actually any good and and also you design software like the idea of continually adding features is not a crazy idea people love doing that i mean this is i mean and this is all it's all intertwined right because this is it's hard for me to put into words that make sense to people that aren't of a similar mindset but this is exactly why I have a problem with the dishwasher. A dishwasher to me is just a feature the same way that putting a blender on your cooler is a feature. Like, sure. What's better, Andy, a kitchen without a dishwasher or a kitchen with a dishwasher? And a blender built into the countertop and also the dishwasher has speakers on it. Like, when you talk about a feature, what you are selling always, whether it's to a client, an end customer, or somebody through Kickstarter, or somebody through the Home Shopping Network, what you are selling is the fiction that this will always work exactly as you imagine it will work in the best case scenario. Like when you see a cooler with a blender on top of it on the back of a boat with some attractive young woman blending a margarita as the boat drives along, you're like, that's going to be my life now. I'm going to be blending things (laughs) in the back of his boat all the time. You're not going to think about the fact that you are dragging a cooler around that is full of lithium ion batteries that have to be to charge your cooler now, people. That's where you're at in life. You now have to charge your cooler and re- remember to charge that before you head out. You're not thinking of the fact that if that motor breaks, it's sealed inside a little plastic sarcophagus and you're never going to be able to repair it or fix it. And that the top little thing is exposed to the elements and it's going to get rocks and dirt and stuff in it. And your, your blender's not going to sit on it quite right anymore. You're never thinking about those things because all you see is the, the perfect fiction that you're just going to have a blender whenever you want it out in the wild, which is not how that works. And that's what's true of every single feature of the coolest cooler uh, is they all are designed to work under the perfect circumstances and under anything but that is nothing but a disappointment, right? The day that your little USB charger stops working because some water got in it because you forgot to close a little waterproof rubber stopper on your USB charger, now you're dragging that other lithium-ion battery around for nothing because you can't get it out of the cooler. You're just dragging it around now, extra weight, and you can't even charge your phone with it because you have this broken thing you're just dragging around with you. That's how I feel about dishwashers. I learned this lesson early in my life. My parents had a, a combo TV VCR, and one day the VCR broke, 
And then we lost our TV for a couple of weeks. Yep. And that was that was heartbreaking to baby Matt. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I learned this lesson too in, in other ways where as a kids especially fall prey to this because, you know, kids are less experienced, obviously. That's not a thing I should have to explain. <laughs> kids kids fall for this dumb stuff because kids are dumb. Well, I mean, it's it sounds mean, but of course they are, right? Like they have they they don't know the ways of the world. They're they're like uneducated adults. But tiny uneducated adults. But it's a very common thing, right, to market things to children that any adult looks at and goes, that's going to be broken immediately, or that's going to be uninteresting to my child as soon as X piece is missing. And the kid never thinks of that. You and I didn't think of that as kids. No kid ever thinks of that. Mm-hmm. And so you as a parent are left having to be the bad guy and be like, no, we're not going to get that thing because this is going to break. And that you say those words and it might as well just be static noise to your child who just doesn't, can't imagine that scenario because this perfect picture of the world with their this new toys being painted for them. That's what everyone falls prey to in the Kickstarter videos. They're just being big kids. And they're like, oh, yay, on a boat, blending a margarita, listening to my favorite jams on the world's crappiest Bluetooth speaker. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so upsetting to me. And it's so upsetting. I know this, is, I know this isn't one of them, but our version of, of falling for the high-tech toy is just putting indie music behind the, the track. And then all of a sudden, it's very, it's very emotional, my jacket. Yeah, and let's be clear, we all have this, right? Uh, I have a Nest thermostat in my house. You, you know what that is? A bunch of extra complexity that can go wrong, and maybe a computer will just superheat my house. I don't know. That's, that's a new possibility I introduced when I introduced some technology into that place. So it's just like the dishwasher. We have to weigh the pros and cons. And here, if you do any, even just a little tiny bit of brain work, and you think about it a little bit, you realize that the negatives outweigh the positives so dramatically that this thing would never make any sense to own in your actual life. Can I ask you a question about this thing, though? Yes. That's, that's what this podcast is all about. Did anyone actually want this thing? Or yes. Was it, did they think it was funny to, to pay, I don't $300? know, hundred bucks? $300? Yeah. Oh, that's no. an expensive joke. I think the that's early, a... early bird was like 200 bucks or 189 or something, and then 275 or 280 plus shipping was the like, normal price that most of the like, 50,000 backers paid. Because I was going to say... Uh... I am willing to go for like twenty bucks for a joke. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. go two hundred bucks. This is not the mac funny. and cheese on Kickstarter project where everyone just chipped in a bunch of money and this guy got paid like sixty. I grand hope to you make mean potato salad because there's also a mac right. and cheese no, one. Potato that salad, guy right. is a ripoff artist, and how dare he? No, you're right. It's potato salad. I got it confused. Oh, phew. Send your letters to Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think people actually wanted this thing, Matt. I really do. I think they wanted it in the same way that they wanted the magic bullet and the sham wow and every other like weird piece of garbage that well at least the sham wow is just a cloth that you can throw away what could go wrong with a sham wow it's just an expensive cloth well that's the thing is it's super expensive and then it <laughs> works exactly the same as a washcloth that you could just use an old towel of <sighs> but yeah so there's that there's that whole aspect of it uh which i don't know how much more detail we have to go into about the fact that like you add a bunch of stuff to something makes it easier to sell but actually makes the thing worse most of the time this is i feel like Have we made like that case, homer Matt? simpson car the simpsons episode where homer designs his own car he adds every single feature of it is like that's that's always where i go to in my brain i'm like yeah. oh it's that it's the most you let an idiot design something and we have the most absurd version of something that uh well in the simpsons nobody buys it but that's a cartoon in real life i guess people really buy it yeah in real life it actually <laughs> gets bought because real life is crazier than fiction and you and I have this conversation, of course, all the time in the software world because everyone wants their website to also be a full calendar for all of their users and they want it to be a social network. For, and it's like, no, 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 you can't be all the things. Then you're Homer's car or the coolest and you're bad at everything. 
Which brings me to my second point, which is another reason why the coolest is objectively bad. I'm going there. It is undeniably objective. It's bad. It's bad. And the reason it's another reason it's really bad is that it assumes that the baseline, a cooler, is easy. And it's not. A cooler is not an easy thing to do right. And I guarantee you that in the pursuit of all of these other things, this coolest is probably a garbage actual cooler, which is the ultimate irony or, I don't know, just depressing thing. I'd prefer to have a good cooler than a terrible cooler plus everything else. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like these are the same lessons. These are the same lessons you learn when you buy a combo anything. You put two things together, they both work half as well, because you didn't spend as much time on making the one thing that's great. Yeah. This is true with software. It's true with, like, utensils. It's true with pretty much any tool that you're going to buy, or uh, appliance, or whatever, anything. Yeah, and we don't need to get into how much not a good blender, and not a good speaker, and not a good, uh, you know, USB charger that cooler is, but I'm going to argue it's probably not even a very good cooler. It's probably not even that insulated or tightly sealed. Uh, all of the things that are just like basic cooler stuff probably missed out. I mean, at a very basic level, a cooler should be as light as possible uh, while still containing all of its things. And this thing's got all this extra stuff on it, so it weighs way more. It just seems like very simple math. Like some people focus, take a lot of time making coolers. They try to continually make coolers better over a period of time. And then some guy just says, ah, I'm going to get in the cooler game. And also I'm going to do everything else. Why? This is the, I mean, this is the general problem with Kickstarter, where everybody's just like, ah, I'm going to make my first X. And, we and just it's going like, to be oh, the best we're, X. We're going to give them all the money. Yeah, I'm going to make my first X. It's going to be the best X. And we go, oh, well, we'll just give you all the money. And then the person ends up with all the money. And then there's, oh, well, I've never really done this before. I, I, guess I, I guess I have to do this. And I also have to do the best version of it for everybody to be happy. And why do we think that person is going to be great at this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have a lot of sympathy for people that, have very successful projects on Kickstarter because I think most of them are, you know, they're, they're chasing a dream. They've got something they really want to make. And yep. I, I fully believe that if you have a thing you want to make, you should make it. You should oh, make no, it. I think it's, I don't, I don't want to shit on the, or I don't want to, what's a, what's a, what's a nice way to say shit poo I don't want to poo-poo. <laughs> I don't want to crap on the idea of Kickstarter in general. And I think there's, there's obviously, you know, the reason we even talk about it, because it's a great idea. There's a lot of great things in Kickstarter. You know, I know people who have done great things at Kickstarter. I think the key is just, like, do something unique, something you're qualified to do. There's just too many versions where it's like, here's a thing that everybody knows and loves. And for whatever reason, we're saying we can do a better version of it. Yeah, I'm, Why I'm not even qualified? saying that. Like, I, I definitely I agree with you on that. But I'm even saying, go make the cooler that you are not qualified to make. Like, do that in your life. If that is the thing you really want to pursue, like, absolutely do that. <laughs> And the, the, the disconnect comes in when people do the tiniest shred of it. Like, I carved it out of foam. Now I know it's going to be great. Please give me money. Uh, and then, you know, go and are successful, right? They, they approach the video as if it is a marketing thing, which it is. And they are successful at it. Many of people actually hire marketing firms now to actually make their Kickstarter videos for them. Uh, it proves to be successful. They make a bunch of money. And all of a sudden, the harsh reality of this dream they had uh, ends up kind of crumbling down around them and they realize that they set themselves up for failure, which they are, of course, never trying to do. I, I, I know that the, the coolest project specifically uh, failed to deliver coolers to almost everybody that ordered them uh, on price. Uh, and it got to the point where they started selling them on Amazon for a higher price before giving them to people that backed them because they couldn't afford to fulfill them at the low price people had paid. 
So like backers from two years ago still don't have their coolers, but you can go buy one on Amazon now for an additional amount of money, which like made people send them death threats and do all the horrible things the internet does and like dox their marketing coordinator and like horrible stuff that they of course never thought they were signing up for. Uh, but that's the unfortunate reality when you play with fire and by play with fire, I mean, try to sell people on this idea and then be faced with the actual chore of bringing it to life in, in the real world. It's too stressful. I know it stresses me out. And the reason I have sympathy for it is because I tried to run a Kickstarter once. And if I had been successful, I would have been one of those people that was like, I didn't know what I was doing. Wait, hold on. What was your Kickstarter? Oh, I don't want people looking it up. I mean, they can look it up, I guess it's bad. It's very bad. Uh, it was my thesis for graduating from school. Uh, I had designed a bag, and this was early in the days of Kickstarter, so I wasn't, everyone has done their Kickstarter bag now. I was one of the first, let me tell you, except I wasn't because I wasn't successful. Uh, and yeah, I had designed this bag. I had located a production company here in Baltimore that I was willing to sew them. I had gone to an old, like it was such, like I, I cringe saying it because it is such like run-of-the-mill kickstarter drivel now but this is what was actually new and interesting six years ago uh i like went to an old um poster printing company and bought a bunch of old canvas from them so this is like vintage canvas from an old poster printing company in baltimore uh i'd sourced all these materials i'd sewn many prototypes of the bag myself and i had two prototypes of the bag made by the actual clothing manufacturer uh, did the whole thing. Um, I made a terrible video because I ran out of time before my thesis show to make a nice video. So the video is very bad. Uh, but also the bag is not that good. Uh, I still have some of them. It's not a good bag. It shouldn't have gotten any money on Kickstarter. And I'm forever grateful for all the people that looked at it and didn't give me their money because <laughs> if people had done it either out of sympathy or because they actually were sold on the idea I was pitching, then I would be one of those people that was either faced with the reality of delivering a bad product to a bunch of people and just feeling bad about it, or uh, you know, being run up against the wall trying to actually change things and improve them and make a good product and, you know, probably sinking a bunch of money into it because I would have underestimated the total costs and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sympathetic, uh, but that also does not distract me from my pursuit of recognizing that the coolest is the worst. It's very bad, and it should feel bad. The cooler should feel bad, not the people. I mean, if you, do what you want for people, but uh, boy, it's such a bad cooler. This just strikes me as one of these things where it's like, there are ways to get people's attention, and then there are ways to actually make a thing. And oftentimes those things have nothing to do with each other. They always have nothing but, to do with each other. <laughs> but always. you're supposed to be good at both of those things in order to get anything done, which is always very difficult. Well, this, this also, we can loop in the bureaucracy show here, too, because Kickstarter, in a lot of ways, advertises itself as the... Now you, anybody, can make something. You don't have to like bother trying to convince investors that are familiar with funding businesses that make products that actually know things about the challenges of bringing something to market don't bother convincing those people just convince a bunch of saps sitting at sitting at home with their <laughs> laptops on their knees watching uh, game of thrones that they, you, should, you should give them some money and maybe just maybe all of those weird steps of convincing investors and going through all the steps of actual investment in a product maybe that bureaucracy is in place for a reason just maybe hey a guy who knows how to do a thing and has money because he did a thing do you want to do my thing? Guy or lady. It could be anybody that has money and knows how to do something. But the important part is that that's, <laughs> that's, that sounds really, like, really important to me to actually go through those processes. And yes, if you get turned away by them, maybe you shouldn't make your thing. Just maybe. Oh, man. Andy. This is just, I don't know. I feel like this is just going to turn into an episode of Shark Tank. Like everybody just, We just need everybody to go on Shark Tank and be told by Mark Cuban, 
to shut up and go home because you're an idiot. I would. I've never even seen that show, but I think it's my dream job. I think actually that would be you'd be a great guest panelist on Shark Tank. I, you're gonna have to come up with a couple billion dollars to show up, but that could be a challenge. I mean, minor minor inconvenience, minor step in between. But if you can just pull that part off, show up to Shark Tank, start judging people. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to judge people. I'm trying to judge their bad ideas. Eh, you end up judging the people. Which I consider to be pursuit of a craft. I think it takes a lot of discipline and thoughtfulness to make something that's actually good for humanity. And I'm, I'm willing to be critical of all people who did a bad job, myself included in the past and in the present. I'm not perfect at it either. But the coolest is very bad, and you should feel bad. It's hard to disagree with that. So I mean, bad. I don't even think oh, anything can be objective, but this might be. Weird. And it's, it's, it's almost funny, that the thing that I, I feel almost most strongly about being just objectively bad is extremely successful. And of course, it, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some degree of like the reason well, I'm so mad at the coolest actually, is that it on. did make so much money. I was going to say, hold on to it being extremely successful. Extremely successful as a Kickstarter campaign. Sure. They, they didn't ship the thing, so I don't know if you sure. can call it no, you're extremely right. successful. Definitely not a successful business. <laughs> uh, probably only a marginally successful product. A very successful marketing pitch, uh, not a successful business or product. And something some people don't know, which I think is illuminating to these issues we're talking about, is that the same person that made the coolest campaign and raised 13 or $15 million on Kickstarter from like 50,000 people, that very same person had a previous Kickstarter campaign for, you guessed it, a cooler with lights and speakers and a Bluetooth thing and a blender and all of the same features. It looks slightly different, and the video was much worse, and he got basically no money. Uh, like, no one funded it, which tells me that the difference was not that he made a bunch of incredible changes to the product, but that the video happened to be sticky enough, or he said the right combination of things in the marketing language that made people write about it on their blogs or whatever that made the other one successful. Uh, that is like a, like you couldn't design a better, like, case study for how the actual goodness of the idea is basically not at all related to the success of a Kickstarter campaign. It's, it's A-B testing the marketing videos. Yeah. Perfect scenario. It's very close to a perfect A-B test for those marketing videos. I mean, obviously, the climate in the, in the, in the uh, sort of world could have been slightly different at the different times those videos came out. It was cooler in the world, you mean, right? It was cooler in the yeah, world before, exactly. and it was warmer afterwards. And Malcolm Gladwell might tell you that the other video hit a tipping point, and the first one just didn't hit the tipping point. But uh, I think the reality is just that we can all agree that the video is what you're buying, not the cooler, because who would buy that garbage cooler, dumpster cooler? There is a skill in making videos that get people to give you $200, though. Oh, my goodness. That's a very good skill to Maybe have. Maybe that guy should just go into Woo. making marketing videos for Kickstarter. That's a business now. It's a very good skill to have that. Oh, my goodness gracious. That'll serve you well in life. He's just got to stop making coolers and start making Kickstarter marketing videos. What other defenses could people possibly have with this cooler, Matt? I feel like we got to agreement pretty quickly. Are people out there Too going... quickly? Are people going out there, but wait. But it has a blender. But it has a blender. If you're out there doing that, right into the show. Please. I mean, I want to. I, I want to know if you if you own a. Coolest, I can understand the appeal. I just feel like the appeal is like not thinking it through very well. Like I, uh, <laughs> the the appeal makes sense. I get it. You just if you just don't think about it very hard, I don't know. It's like it's like voting for Donald Trump or something. Where you're just like ah, eh, just stop thinking. Just listen to the first part, and then no more thinking. Then we'll cast our vote. But it's just you know 
just take it at surface level and it seems great. I get a lot that. Of the, I would bet a lot of the comments on the coolest, cooler Kickstarter page of people that regret backing initially and just wish they could get their money back, but they can't. Uh, I bet a lot of those people sound a lot like the people that said they wish they could recast their ballot in the Brexit vote because they didn't realize that, oh, if I vote for this thing, and many people do, it might actually come true. I didn't think my vote counted. I just, I, I just wish we could do it again. If it only we seemed, had some sort of vote. It seemed inconceivable that we would actually do this horrible thing, so I figured that my little two cents wouldn't hurt at all. I was just angry at the time, so I voted this way, but I didn't think mine counted. I just thought I was upset at the time. Maybe everybody who voted for the coolest was just upset at the time. They didn't understand the global impact. I was just being a xenophobic bigot, and I thought that xenophobia would never win across an entire country, and then it did. We should come out with a cooler that also has xenophobia. It's going to do so well. That, that, yeah, the, the climate is right for it, Matt. Make, yeah. make your beverages cool again. <laughs> America's cooler. It's got a bald eagle on it. It's got a, it's got a hat on the blender. A nice red hat on the blender. <laughs> nice big bright red hat on the blender. It's definitely got a blender still. Wait, I, 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 here's what I'm thinking, Matt. I'm thinking combination cooler grill. The oh. underside is cool. Top side is hot. You're taking advantage of convection there. Uh, you get your hot, hot dogs and your cool beer. Oh, oh, also, it's, it's also a gun, because this is America. It's, it's a gun for hunting animals. Think about it. You can shoot a deer, grill it, and then keep the rest of the meat cool for later. Yeah, it's your all-in-one deer elimination station. <laughs> I mean, we have a name. That's pretty good. The deer elimination <laughs> station. <laughs> Unwanted wildlife uh, processing center. And if we just sell it at a gun show, we don't have to do background checks. It's going to be really easy to get rid of it. Yeah, we could put some, uh, like a sharp edge on it, too, somewhere like a knife. It's a gun and a knife and a grill and a cooler. And it says, make America cool again. I think that it's the Deer Elimination Station, colon, make America cool again. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hat. <laughs> oh, if nothing else, we'll just make a lot of money selling the hats for it. I mean, we don't have to sell Actually, any of the actual things. Actually, that's even better. The other stuff, the thing you described earlier is way more expensive to manufacture. Let's just make the hat about the thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's say that we're constantly working on it, and in the meantime, sell t-shirts, sell hats, uh, sell, you know, some other fun schematics maybe That's an exploded illustration no one's of all actually parts gonna make america great again people are buying the idea on a hat you yeah. just sell the idea on a hat which is way cheaper oh now now i'm getting a nice idea for a nice satirical kickstarter project where you intentionally like all you get for backing the kickstarter project is like uh this dream you like you, you i don't know how to put it in words <laughs> you just get the feeling of what what could happen in the future but nothing's going to happen. It's, it's like the whatever you want to be Kickstarter. Like you, 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 you give us $5, you describe <laughs> to us what you want, and we just tell you we're working on it for <laughs> two, three years. We send you some updates. We say we just called the factory in China, and you won't believe it. The ball bearings, they're all wrong. Uh, we'll just tell you all these things, and you can constantly feel like your, your dream is nearly, nearly there. And you, you now have an outside force to blame your misfortune on. Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. That appeals to the bigots and the xenophobes. This exactly. Is great. Yeah. They want to blame other people, especially manufacturing in China. So this sounds like a good idea. I think it's actually a great idea. I don't know how we got such a good idea out of a bad idea, but uh, I think you just turned Good Bad Show into a moneymaker, Andy. Boom, baby. This is alchemy. Take those bad ideas, blend them up right on top of your cooler, turn them into good ideas. What do we call our satirical Kickstarter project? Dear Elimination Station, colon, make America no, cool No, no, no. The one, the one where we actually are going to put it on Kickstarter, we're going to sell people the satisfaction of us telling them we're constantly working on building their dream thing. 
wait, now I really want to do this because it'd be a really interesting creative writing challenge. I mean, you could also publish a book at the end of all of it, of your correspondence with all these people. Yes, I would like to do this. Okay, I'm doing it. It's going to happen. We're just going to raise money for for general hope. No, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to cash for hope. And it's funny because it sounds like it's a thing for like diseases, but it's just uh, our hope that we might eventually uh, sell. Oh, man, this is a great idea. Sure. Is that violate any of Kickstarter's terms of... I mean, I guess not if you just... What if we just make it a pin or something? Like, it could be anything, and we just delay forever. Yeah. So we take a minimal amount of money so no one gets that mad. But we make it super explicit what we're doing. Yeah, as long as we say totally clearly, like, all you're going to get is the correspondence with us about how we're working on your thing, and it's going great, and then it's going to be delayed, and then eventually we tell you it's never happening in creative ways. Oh, I like this so much. Also, I feel like this would use one of my core competencies which is uh, writing very carefully worded emails, which has become very clear that is one of my only skills in life. Oh, man. Matt and Andy Enterprises taking the next step into the future. Moving on up. All right. We've got to think about this some more. It's going to be great. Glad we settled that one. I mean, I forgot what we were talking about. Now I'm just too obsessed with this new idea. Something about a Kickstarter thing. Anyway, that's bad. This is good. Let's do this. Sweet. <laughs>